It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Garoppolo under center, offset eye behind him. Here's the snap, play fake. Garoppolo has Kittle wide open, left sideline to the 25, down to the 20, 15, to the 10, down to the 5, into the end zone! Touchdown, George Kittle! Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. That was one of two touchdowns that George Kittle had last night on his way to a huge fantasy game and, more importantly, also covering his prop line in terms of receiving yards, which I may or may not have said yesterday. I did. Don't mention my Matt Prater over one-and-a-half field goals. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, my friends, but it is noon on Tuesday on Peacock. He's Jake Croucher. I'm Matthew Berry. Welcome to the happy hour. And what a game we had last night. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, it was okay. It was fun. It was a great game. It was good game. for your 49er fan. Yeah, if you, had, if you had George Kittle, if you had Debo Samuel, you had Christian McCaffrey, sure. if you had Brandon Ayuk, if you had Jimmy Garoppolo. Had Greg Dortch. If you had the human Dortch. <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Hopkins hit his over on the receptions and the receiving yards in the first half. Yep. Um, Colt McCoy um, was Colt McCoy-ish. It was a tough bounce back from Colt McCoy after the viral video of him entering the uh, the stadium after Jimmy Garoppolo did. You never want to follow Jimmy Garoppolo in uh, any walk of life. And, no. Uh, Jimmy G, suddenly the hugely fantasy relevant Jimmy Garoppolo. The as well. hugely fantasy relevant. Maybe those cheerleaders were on to something. He went off, yeah. But I think the big story football-wise yes, is the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. They cover the 10 going away. They cover it by 18 points. Winning 38-10. to 10. And now if we take a look at BetMGM, our friends and how they price the NFC championship market. The Niners are now second favorite to win the NFC behind the Philadelphia Eagles, narrowly in front of the Dallas Cowboys after that massive win over the Vikings. The Vikings are 8-2 and two and can't even crack the top four in favoritism. And right now, uh, just in terms of how the betting market rates these teams, if the Niners were to play any other team in the NFC on a neutral field, the Niners would be favored. The betting market now treats the Niners as the best team in the NFC. The reason they're not favored is because Philadelphia have a huge head start on them to get the one seed, which is pretty important. But the Niners, right now, third best team in football, according to Ben. Hey, you know what? Screw you, MGM. Bet MGM. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, the fact the commanders. that the Commanders are plus 4,000, you, you're giving us worse odds than the Giants? I get the Giants have a better record, but whatever. Yeah, well, in Come terms on. Of- uh, what I'm like, you know, you see the Vikings there. We didn't lose 40 to 3. <laughs> no. We didn't lose 40. Anyway, I, you know, whatever. Commanders- whatever. You know, we're going to take command. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Let's talk fantasy football. Enough betting now. Let's get into the fantasy football aspects of this game. And I think there were a lot. 
Yeah. Let's start with George Kittle. Sure. You know, like, I think my, um, my bold prediction on a fantasy football pregame was that he would finish the week as the number one tight end in fantasy. What are you going to do with Travis Kelsey? Yeah. He finishes a <laughs> tight end, too. You're not upset about this. He's had at least 80 receiving yards in three of the last five games. Feels like this is the George Kittle we all drafted. Yeah, it's the guy who's back from a couple of years ago. He was a monster last night. The thing is, he just he looks like George Kittle out there, and now he's getting the statistical production to back it up. I think it was definitely some concerns with how he started the season. He was banged up last year outside of a couple of massive games. He wasn't really the same guy either. But yeah, locked in going forward. I mean, Travis Kelsey's number one, and then it's Kittle and Mark Andrews for number two, and then it's a drop-off to the rest of the world. Yeah, you know what, and, and my concern here is, as you see there, like, oh, that's a business decision right there, as you see, <laughs> yes. you see, like, he's not, he's not even so trying nice. to uh, make a tackle there on George Kittle. I think the concern here is, though, that he is more, you know, he's touchdown dependent. I mean, like, even in a game in which he had a 21% target share, which is his highest since week six, he still only had four receptions. Now, again, he had the big, long touchdown on the broken play, the, his first touchdown as well. Um, as you see it there on your screen, 24.4 fantasy points. Um, but, again, he's still not getting massive volume. But almost every tight end is touchdown dependent. He's got a better shot than most, most especially given the way the Niners are playing. Um, so we like George Kittle. That's great. But I just, I just want to point that out, that it feels like he is – I think he's more touchdown dependent than you might think at first glance. He's not going to get the same amount of touches because of the presence now of CMC, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Elijah Mitchell as well, and we'll talk about him. But I do think that right now, like this team is ridiculous on offense with the amount of talent they have. And I just think of like, it's not a perfect analogy, but I think of like the Kevin Durant Warriors and how spaced the floor was. This field is so spaced right now. He only might need four receptions a week to deliver significant fantasy value. Uh, they're out of their mind. They're the best six and four team I can remember. That that is factually correct. There, I mean, obviously because the Commanders are six and five. <laughs> um, so I accept your statement. <laughs> yeah, I will true. say that the you know they play the Saints next week, who are really good against tight end. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to strength against strength here. Let's talk about Brandon Ayuk now. Um, Boy, you know, find somebody that looks at you the way that Jimmy Garoppolo looks at Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, particularly in the red zone. And that's all he really needs at the moment. He only has uh, two receptions last night for 20 yards, but gets the two touchdowns. Last year, Ayuk was by far Jimmy's favorite target in the red zone. And it's the same thing this year as well. So even though he's not going to get the volume, he might be the guy who gets a little bit squeezed out by just all the monsters on this team. But mm-hmm. he's going to get the touchdowns, and that's going to make him a starter every week. He's now got five touchdowns in his last five weeks. Again, two for 20. I, to your point about the volume, he's another one guy that feels a little bit um, touchdown dependent. But the, prior to this past week, he'd had at least 80 receiving yards in four straight games. Would you rather... Like, and this is going to sound insane, but go with me for a second. Would you rather have, rest of the season, would you rather have at cost, and I'll explain what that means in a second, Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? Meaning that, like, if both guys were available in a fantasy league, I think it would be easier to trade for Ayuk and quote-unquote cheaper to trade for Ayuk than it would be Debo Samuel. So if you were trading a, a, you know, a a viable asset, and I'm making it up here, but, like, Damian Pierce. Sure. So if you're trading Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce for Debo Samuel, probably straight up, that's probably a you know reasonably fair trade, yep. right? But would you rather that, or would you rather say Damian Pierce for Brandon Ayuk plus a a throw in usable running back? I think relative to perception, if there was like an ADP for right now going right. forward, I think Brandon Ayuk is the guy that you want. Debo, it just hasn't. He's just not been the same guy. It's not working with the screen game this year in San Francisco. He did get three carries last night for 37 yep. of the touchdown, so that's good if you have Debo on your roster. But I think that. 
Brandon Ayuk, just his touchdown equity each week might give him a higher floor relative to perception than Debo. Nine targets last night for Debo, seven for 57. You mentioned the 39-yard touchdown run as well. He did get three carries there, so maybe hopefully we see that. Um, uh, we see that going forward, but it does feel a little bit like that there's – it sounds insane to say there's too many mouths to feed because they all ate last night, but they're not always going to play Arizona. I think – In Mexico, by the way, here's their upcoming schedule. Saints – Dolphins, Buccaneers at Seattle. So, I mean, again, like no one that you're like, oh, I got to bench anyone. But none of those teams are like where you're like, oh, well, it's it's going to be as easy as it was against the Cardinals. Yep, I think that it's becoming clearer now that Debo Samuel's the most guy. He's the guy most likely to suffer from Christian McCaffrey's arrival, just in sure. terms of his volume, and that makes sense because his role is the one that most replicates Christian McCaffrey's in terms of you know the screen passes, the occasional runs. Like McCaffrey's going to get that off of Debo's plate. But uh, let's talk to the, talk about the guy who's giving these guys the ball, feeding them, the great Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a great last night last night from the moment where he walked in the building looking like Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. And then he put up some crazy stupid stats. Four touchdowns for Jimmy, 20-29. Only 228 yards, but when you're getting the touchdowns, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, when you're, you're throwing like five yards <laughs> and they're running the rest of the way, look at... Look, look it's look Ryan this. Gosling and it's Steve Carell. There you go. Honestly. Those like, New Balance sneakers on Colt McCoy? Pretty much. I think so. Pretty much. That's exactly what we're doing. Like, even listen, listen, Jimmy G. If you're single, yeah. holler at a guy. Incredibly handsome man. He's a, I mean, literally, like, I'm, even I'm just like, you know, damn. Okay. Very uncomfortable. I get it. Yes. Don't be. Don't be uncomfortable. Asking it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, asking the Jimmy. Uh, you know what? First off, I'm just going to say this. Good for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I know, but in all seriousness, like. All offseason, this is going to be Trey Lance's team. We want to trade you. No one wants you. We're not going to get, you know, and, and like, by the way, I mean, like, the Niners are going to succeed despite John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan because if it was up to them. Garoppolo wouldn't be on the team right now. Yes, I right. think certainly. And, and like they, I mean, they lucked into this. Yep, certainly with this group, like with the amount of weapons they have, you don't need the variance of Trey Lance. Like just what Jimmy G gives you in terms of as a passer or as a high floor guy, it's exactly what they need. And I think going forward, he doesn't even need to be that good. He just needs to throw little slant routes and screen passes, way, and he's going to be fantasy viable. And he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, by the way, he's not that good. No. Like just from a pure, <laughs> no. he's not. Like yeah, from a sure. pure NFL standpoint, he's fine. Yes. You know what I mean? Like. I this, think Derek Carr could, could probably be doing this in this offense, right? I would argue Colt McCoy could have done that. I, I argue that if you switch those guys last night. Like, Jimmy's so handsome, though. He is very handsome. But I'm just saying, like, you're telling me you, you're telling me you can't. Like, here's the thing. It's a great offensive line. Uh, they're, they're running the ball really, really well. It's a, good, it's a good scheme. Shanahan's a good play caller. And so because of the versatility of Debo uh, and Chris McCaffrey, the speed of Ayuk. And Debo and CMC, you know, the, you know, Kittle being, you know, the the beast that he is, and they're getting good production out of Elijah Mitchell as well. Like it's just, all you have to do is just like run the offense and not turn the ball over, and that's what Garoppolo can do. For our purposes here in fantasy football, the question is, is he a viable guy? Like, could you roll with Jimmy Garoppolo as your QB one the rest of the way? I'm not there yet. I still think he's a matchup based streamer for me, you know. But given the weapons, and as we just mentioned, the schedule. Saints, Dolphins, Buccaneers at Seattle. Like, I think he's going to be a top 15 guy for me every single week the rest of the way. Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo, fantasy-wise, the rest of the way? Who are you taking? I think it's very, very close. 
Yeah, Brady I mean, will get more I'm, yards, Garoppolo more touchdowns. I yeah, think. probably. I'm still going to go with Brady there, but the fact that it's a conversation sure. should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, right. And so we'll talk about that. I, in terms of Elijah Mitchell, since returning, he's played 38 snaps. He's gotten 27 touches. When he's in there, they're giving him the ball. You know, in terms of in, in terms of Mitchell, the problem with him is that you know, again, he's still backseat to. Uh, Chris McCaffrey he doesn't really have a lot of passing game usage here. He got more carries. Uh, he's gotten more carries than Christian McCaffrey each of the last two weeks. You see it there on your screen. Uh, that, that's basically almost three to one, Chris McCaffrey to Elijah Mitchell in terms of offensive snaps played. But Mitchell has more rushing attempts and more rushing yards. The difference, of course, is 11 to one in terms of the receiving game for McCaffrey to Mitchell and, you know, 106 to minus one <laughs> in terms of receiving yards. CMC to Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell to me is a is a hope for a touchdown flex as long as CMC is healthy. But he's an important person to have on a roster, especially if you have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think if you just look at the box score, it is misleading last night that Elijah Mitchell had nine carries to CMC seven. Like, no, when the game was in balance in the first half, it was CMC pretty much all the time. And also, he was getting seven receptions for 67 yards too. So, I think Elijah Mitchell, the good thing is if you have Elijah Mitchell, Niners are going to be blowing a lot of teams out. He's going to be getting that second half work in blowouts. But let's go to Arizona. Uh, One of the big stories of the game was the return of the human Dorch. Greg Dorch has a massive game. He goes 9 for 103. doesn't get in the end zone, but hauls in a 47-yarder. And if Rondell Moore is going to miss some time, we'll see what happens with Marquise Brown. Maybe a little little value for, for Greg Yeah, Dorch. the human Dorch. Look, again, like they like this role, this kind of, you know, these bubble screens, especially, by the way, there's rumors out there that uh, Kyler Murray, who did not play last night, is not going to play next week against the Chargers. And then they have a bye, and then he might not return until the following week when they're home to the Patriots. Uh, so uh, if you get another week out of Colt McCoy, again, not the strongest arm, and they, he likes, whether it's Rondell Moore or Greg Dorch, the human Dorch, likes those, those bubble screens, the behind-the-screens, uh, behind-the-line of scrimmage stuff, the, the middle of the field, the, the slot stuff, especially given the fact that no Zach Ertz. By the way, Rondell Moore, we expected Rondell Moore to have a big game. He, he should have had the game that Dorch did, I had more as a top 15 play this week again because I thought, hey, Colt McCoy is going to be there. And you just see it here. This is something I retweeted here from uh, Alfredo Brown at the Pretend GM. He, he tweeted out a, a, a direct message that somebody sent to him. Hey, other league question. I'm up by less than a point. I have Rondell Moore starting. His team is done scoring. Should I bench or start him? And uh, Alfredo said, nah, I know it's late, but you got to start him. More likely to have a point recalculation than have him score negative points. So, hey, go ahead and start Rondell Moore. And then what happened, of course, as we go to the next screen here. One carry for negative six yards. One carry for for negative six yards. The guy ends up losing. I tweeted out another one. Here's, Here's another bad beat from at Rick Austin, who says, you know, guy in his league needed Rondell Moore to get two yards for the win. Oh, that's only way. Just literally two, two yards. yards. Right? Yes. Just point two fantasy points. Yes. Didn't need two points. No. Needed literally two yards to get the win. He gets minus point six yards, and he ends up losing 81.2 to 80.5. I think this is the that fantasy is, moment of the year. Oh, my God. This is the Monday Night game. This is the Brian Westbrook moment. This is, uh, this is a th- I mean, like it's like Monday Night Miracle. I'm up by point seven, <laughs> and I'm done. My opponent has Rondell Moore. Yes. You know, help me out, right? Yeah. You know, or even like whatever. I'm, uh, I'm losing by point four, and I'm done, and my ro- opponent has Rondell Moore. Yeah. <laughs> the guy starts him point six and takes, yeah. uh, 
takes victory out of his hand, own you hands. Know, I don't like to call out producer Stephen D'Augustino. Actually, I kind of do, so I'm going to do it. But yeah, uh, in our league, we had uh, uh, he had Kyler Murray going up against me. And okay. Kyler Murray was obviously in some doubt. And then yesterday morning... Colt McCoy, he's still on the wave of wire, so, so I just picked, picked him, him up, and uh, it's always a lesson. If you have a guy, particularly in uh, the Monday night or the Sunday night game, who is uh, a game-time decision, pick up his backup. Please. Yeah, just listen, have him sitting there. It, that is like, that's a mean move, yeah. and like, uh, but right a completely, a, a, I have no issue with that. I have many issues with all of your actions, but that one I am fully on board <laughs> with. Jay Croucher, exactly. Sometimes the best offense is a good defense, yes. and he's out there on the waiver wire. I have no problem with just picking him up and session him. Hey, sorry, Stephen. Yep. Should have been paying attention. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Yep. Championship level defense. A Brooke Lopez move there. Let's Very get much to so. Rotolo. One last thing I just want to point out about Greg Dorch. And so, again, follow the news on Rondell Moore. But in four games this season where Rondell Moore did not play, 18% target share, over seven receptions a game, over 75 yards a game. This offense, especially without Zach Ertz, you know, can support you know, a slot. He's like more of a PPR play. And again, to your point, Marquise Brown wasn't yeah. there. But still, uh, we like the human Dorch. We I think like he's, a, he's a viable guy. The human Dorch. We also like Roto World Headlines. Sure, sure. Coming up now. And to start off, let's hear from Matt Eberflus on Justin Fields' injury. Yes, let's. Obviously, you guys know the injury report comes out Wednesday. And right now, it's day-to-day. We'll see where he is on Wednesday. So we got time, and we'll see where it is and go from there. Have you been able to rule out whether it's season-ending or not? Um, we have not ruled that out at this point. We'll see where it is on Wednesday. All right, I guess we'll so, see where it is on Wednesday. I guess Matthew. we're going to see where it is on Wednesday. It's one of these super weird things where he literally could play Sunday or he could be out for the year. I feel like shoulder dislocations have the highest variance of any injury. Like the other night for the Mavs, Spencer Dinwiddie, his shoulder just popped out. Yeah. Dislocated shoulder. He's, I popped it back in. I'm fine. I'm going to keep playing. Now Fields might be out for the season. I'm sure there's a medical explanation. But uh, I, as we talked about yesterday, I think it's a problem that Justin Fields has played so well because now they probably feel like they've got the guy, don't need to see him the rest of the year. Maybe they just put him in cotton wool. But we'll see. On Wednesday. We'll see Pro Football Talk reporting uh, that Justin Fields' injury is not a dislocation. It's not on his throwing shoulder as well. There was also reported that he had a hamstring tightness after the loss yeah. to the Falcons. So, obviously, that's concerning given how much he runs. So, what I would say here is, is that if you have been riding Justin Fields this whole time, hope for the best. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. But as you head into your waivers tonight, make sure you have a quarterback for this week. And I would try to look... We'll talk about quarterbacks coming up in a little bit here, but I would not want to risk it. Like, there's there's enough smoke around the fire that you feel like there's a decent chance that Fields misses some times here. Yes. Don't go into next week with Justin Fields as the only quarterback. Correct. Don't do a Stephen D. Augustino. Correct. Uh, a quarterback you might not want to pick up, though, is Zach Wilson. And let's hear from Robert Sala on Zach Wilson. Just been dealing with so many different things right now. The... Um uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. Everything needs to be evaluated. It's just when you when you put up 100 yards of offense, I don't care how good New England is, and they are good, um, it's unacceptable. It's not NFL football. And uh, – so everything is just being talked about. How can we be better? How can we be better Be better as coaches? How can we call the game better? How can we game plan better? How can we execute better? How, how can we change practice? Um, so, yeah, the quarterback is part of a, a pile of stuff that's being talked about. 
I gotta say, as a New York the, Jets the, fan, I love Robert Sala. That's yeah, so good. Sure. Get get Zach out. Well, by the way, still had more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield. Okay, but I'm just sure. saying. I mean, just, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, we almost had more points than those guys. Factually correct, Jay. I feel bad for Zach. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I make I make a ton of like I mom do. jokes, but yeah. you don't feel bad for him. Really. You know, he's a young kid. It's what are you gonna do? I think he'll uh, be fine. <laughs> well, he's certainly rich. He's certainly rich, and uh, the apple of many moms' eyes. What I will tell you, though, is I, this is fantasy relevant for this reason and this reason only, because no one's starting Zach Wilson on their team. No. But if they do make a switch here, and they go to, like, say, for example, Joe Flacco. Garrett Wilson time. Garrett Wilson time. Elijah Moore maybe out of the doghouse as well. Like, you know, just suddenly in the – it's all small sample size. But in the non-Wilson starts this year, when Zach Wilson was out, in the games in which Zach Wilson did not start this year, Jets averaged 51 pass attempts per game, over 300 passing yards per game. This year, in when games in which Zach Wilson has started, they're averaging just 27 pass attempts a game and 182 passing yards per game. Like, they've gone much more run-heavy, much more hide the quarterback than they have with Joe Flacco, who is, you know... A professional quarterback. Yeah, and at least with Flacco, there's the scope where he aired it out against Cleveland in yeah, that game did. back in what week two. So, I d- in terms of like the betting market, like right now, Zach Wilson of all the starting quarterbacks in the league, he's rated as the worst in terms of how yeah. he affects the line. It's not like Mike White or Joe Flacco are huge upgrades, but I think they are upgrades on Zach Wilson I, for I certainly, this year. Yeah, I certainly think for the offensive the the offensive players on the Jets that you care about. Yeah, certainly you would you're rooting for Joe Flacco. We'll see what happens there. They play Chicago at home this week. Then they're at Minnesota, at Buffalo, boy, and home to Detroit. So there's a couple of games in there that you feel good about. The you know the home Chicago doesn't really scare you defensively. No. Um, neither does Minnesota. No. Honestly, honestly, other than the game at Buffalo, which you know that'll be in December, yeah. uh, you, you like their schedule and home to Detroit as well. So we'll see how that happens. Yep. And uh, I don't want to. You never root for injury. No. You never root for injury. Um, and so I feel terrible about this, but uh, we got some news about Kyle Pitts yesterday. Yes, looks like he has a torn MCL and he's going on IR. So for fantasy purposes, I assume that just means you're cutting him everywhere in right. redraft leagues. So he will not play this weekend. My question to you, Jay Croucher, is will you be able to tell? <laughs> no, yeah. Bang, there you go. That's a low blow, Matthew. That's like it's not Kyle out, Pitts' it's fault. Like he took out his MCL again. It's not, He's already it, torn none it. Of this, that's not a low blow at Kyle, at Kyle Pitts. That is a low blow at Arthur Smith. I okay. want to be very clear yeah, yeah. where Let's my ire is sure being directed. assassinating. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. I feel terrible for Kyle Pitts. It's a yeah. bad injury. He's an insanely talented player who's been completely misused in this offense all year long. And so I feel awful for him. And I, we, we here at the happy hour, and I know I speak for everyone at NBC Sports when we say, Please come back stronger. We are not. We are not celebrating your injury. We are not. We're not happy about it. We feel terrible for the young man. What I will say though is, on a show where we're evaluating players from a fantasy football perspective, he has been a disappointment this year. And um, I am. I want to be very careful about how I couch this. I am happy in this one sense. Again, I'm not rooting for a guy's injury, sure. right? You made that clear. But I am happy about the fact that I no longer have to decide, do I start Kyle Pitts or not? Yes. Because it's been brutal every single week where you're just like, do I start him or not? I don't want to start him because the production is awful and all they do is run the ball and Mario Oda is brutal. But we know Kyle Pitts is so awesome and like tight end is a, a wasteland and like all he really needs is one play and we know the talent of the upside and am I going to just beat myself up if he's on my bench and he goes off and like every week. 
Every week I have that struggle. Yep. Every week I'm not alone in that struggle. Every week Fantasy Football Nation has that struggle. And you know what? That struggle is over. Yeah. We no longer have that struggle. Yeah, was, We no longer have to make that decision. I was going to say that it's, it's very grim to say, but as a, if you're a Kyle Pitts manager, it is a bit of a relief. Honestly, because now you can just start Cole Komet. Start Jawan Johnson. Start you, anyone. Yes. Exactly. Except somebody on the, on the, on the Falcons. Again, yeah. <laughs> again, we are a pro-Kyle Pitts show. Yeah. We love Kyle Pitts here. Arthur Smith, not no. so much. Trade Kyle Pitts to Miami. Something. Give, him, give him Mike McDaniel. Anywhere. Give him Free Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. Trade him for Jeff Wilson. He, Mike, uh, Arthur Smith probably would prefer Another that. running back. Yes. Trade him for a tackle. All right. You speaking, know what? There you go. Speaking trade of running Kyle backs. Pitts for a fullback. No. That's what you should do. Trade Kyle Pitts for a fullback. Yeah, that Kyle will make Arthur Smith happy. All right. Let's go waiver-wide running backs. Sure. <laughs> Let's start off with a couple of rookies. Isaiah Pacheco, Rashad White. I mean, this is a pretty short one. They should be rostered everywhere and started everywhere. My assumption is that both Isaiah Pacheco and Rashad White are rostered in every 12-team league, but they might be out there in some 10-team leagues. If you're in a league with a bunch of, for example, Steven D'Agostinos, you know, where they're not really paying attention. Just a, yeah, just a bunch of guys that, you know, sort of show up on Monday. Yeah. Check, oh, did I win or not? You know, yeah. if you're in a league with like that. Sorry, Steve's Isaiah, not a big football guy. He's not really familiar under, with the concept. Uh, not sure he's, um, he, he's a big Saudi Arabia fan. Yeah. Uh, what I will tell it's you is that, that uh, Pacheco and Rashad White, if they are available, and again, they're both available in just over 30% of Yahoo leagues, are priority ads. For me, I would rank them Pacheco and then White. We've seen Pacheco... Okay basically take over that Kansas City backfield. No passing game usage for Checo, but they are going to want to run the ball. And I think he's probably got more touchdown equity than Rashad White. I also just think that Leonard Fournette, the specter of him is a lot scarier than the specter of Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at this point. Uh, Correct. Pending CH's health. What I will say, though, is that if anything were to happen to Leonard Fournette, and we'll see what happens coming out of the bye, right? Because the last time we saw the Buccaneers... He took every snap, Rashad White did, every snap of their first drive in Week 10, and he actually out-snapped Leonard Fournette 22-18 to 18 in the first half. Remember, that was the Germany game. Uh, that was the game in Germany, and there was also some issues with Leonard Fournette's passport. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a team discipline sort of thing on Fournette, or they yeah. just felt like White gave them yeah. more of a spark. We will see. Whatever. The fact remains is they're at Cleveland this week. We just saw it with like Devin Singletary last week. Cleveland allows the third most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs this season. They give up a ton of fantasy points to opposing running backs. So Rashad White, who's going to make the love list this week, and the others receiving votes, I think he's a viable flex play and massive upside if anything were to happen to Fournette. Both worth watching. By the way, should, we should just notice, as long as I'm rambling here, uh, love-hate comes out tomorrow. Sure. It is Thanksgiving week. Right. Jay Croucher, I'm taking Thursday off. You're taking Thursday off. Yes. Um, Steven D'Agostino will continue to take days off. So uh, we will not have a show, just a little housekeeping here. We will not have a show, Fantasy Football Happy Hour, not be on air Thursday or Friday. Oh, not so on Friday. So I don't believe, I don't think so. I'm asking you. I, I don't believe we are on Friday either. I think we're having both days off. Um, and if, if it's up in the air, then I'm going to make the executive call. Yeah, so uh, tomorrow's Wednesday show will sort of be the Week 12 show. And then, of course, we will get you ready Sunday morning, fantasy football pregame, me, you, uh, and a whole cast of thousands on uh, Peacock, 11 to 1, and then noon to 1 on CNBC. So, uh, anyway, tomorrow will be love-hate day. Indeed. And what better way to segue out of that than into Latavius Murray, Broncos running back with Melvin Gordon, waived yesterday after another fumble for Gordon. We'll see what happens. Do you remember when... 
they wouldn't commit full when Nathaniel Hackett wouldn't commit full time to Javante Williams. Yeah. Because of Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Now he doesn't. And now he's committing full time to Latavius Murray. Yeah. Well, when you can commit to Latavius Murray, you've got to do it. He's available in seventy-seven percent of leagues. He plays at Carolina. Who? Carolina's <laughs> a weird run defense. I'm just. I'm just. You know, for all the complaints we want to make about Arthur Smith, you know, you sit there and look at Denver, and you're like, you know what, Arthur Smith, never mind. Arthur Smith's done a great job this he year. He really has. He has gotten the most out of not a lot of talent, and Atlanta has been competitive in every game. And they're, you know, he's a coach right- of the year candidate. That team's got no right to have the win stater. He just drives us crazy in yes. fantasy football because, for whatever reason, they used top eight overall picks on Drake London and Kyle Pitts and did not get the ball to either of them throughout the year. It yeah. makes no sense logically, but to your point, they're winning football games. They're competitive. He's got them playing well. He's a good football coach. He just drives us crazy in the world of yeah. fantasy football. Nathaniel Hackett, I think the jury's out on all of it. <laughs> I think the jury's in. I think they delivered their decision. He's no good. <laughs> it's not great. The verdict, it's, uh, been, it's been appealed. Yes. It's been turned down for it's appeal. Done. It's done. Yes. All the way Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, so, Chase Edmonds, he's going yeah, to miss yeah. a lot of time with yeah. his high ankle sprain. Marlon Mack. He's back yeah. from the dead. Marlon, well, Marlon, Marlon I thought, McIntosh. Yeah, yeah like little Marlon McIntosh. In the building, um, perhaps. In Marlon, the building. Apparently yes, he's you play thought you were done with Marlon Mack. You're not done no, with no, Marlon no, Mack. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, and Divine Ozigbo as well be activated from the practice sure. squad. But it is Latavius Murray's backfield in Denver. Look, here's a guy that so far this season is a top 30 running back in fantasy points per game. He was the 12th best running back in fantasy last week, 17.2, 21 touches in week 10, including three receptions. He's actually had three or more receptions each of the last two weeks, which is not something you've normally seen out of Latavius Murray. He's actually scored a touchdown in three of the last four games. And now you get the Carolina Panthers, who over the last four weeks allow 127 rushing yards per game, 5.2 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Again, a lot of that's skewed by that Bengals game, as we've talked yep. about here. The Panthers probably better defensively than they get credit for. Yep. I mean, they, you know, they, they hung tough with the Ravens last week. Yeah, they bottled up the vaunted Arthur Smith run defense as well on Thursday Night Football right, a couple right. of weeks ago, you, you, too. You, so. Run offense, yes. Yes, run, run offense. offense, exactly. But, um, but Latavius Murray is likely going to get the majority of the goal line work here. He's going to get, uh, you know, big... Uh, you know, massive work workload. Yeah, they don't. They don't want <laughs> Russell Wilson throwing it. No. Why do? You, why would you want to pay quarter billion dollars? You've got a quarter billion dollar quarterback. You got to hand off to Latavius Murray. Hand off to Davis Murray. Yeah, like, but he's, um, he's going to be rostered everywhere and probably started everywhere uh, yeah. until further notice. Yeah, he's available in over fifty percent of Yahoo leagues. So, if assuming Pacheco and White are out, he would be my number one pick at the running back position if he is there. I prefer him to. Another hot pickup this week, which is Samaj P. Ryan. Yes, mainly because of, well, one, we'll see what happens with Joe Mixon. Two, the Tennessee run defense is the best in the league. That's correct. And honestly, like, Samaj P. Ryan's a nice running back. And if Joe Mixon's were out, like, he'll be productive, right? He's had 11 career games where he's gotten 15 or more touches. If Mixon's out, he doesn't get 15 touches. He's averaging 85.5 scrimmage yards per game. And here you see look Joe Burrow Samaj just getting like, Look, Samaj P. Ryan oh, the oh, looking so sweet in the... You the know, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the white unis look so sweet. This drove me crazy because this is Long why I got eliminated there. from my guillotine <laughs> league is because Joe Burrow threw passes, three different passes that Great literally passes. went a year of, like, that went a yard down the field, and then Samaj P. Ryan did everything else three different times into the end zone. Ridiculous. He's not very fast, Samaj P. <laughs> Ryan. He, he is not, but he's you know he's a better pass catcher than I think he probably gets credit for. He's yeah. had multiple catches in uh, seven out of ten games so far this year. To your point about Tennessee, very good run defense. 
Um, but they actually allow a ton of receptions to opposing running backs. So if Mixon were out this week, there is some flex viability to P. Ryan, you know, especially given his passing game usage. Yep. The evolutionary Giovanni Bernard, Samaje P. Ryan. Uh, so but important, by the way, I mean, like if you have Joe Mixon, he's a priority add as well. Yep, absolutely. Right? And so we'll see how Mixon does currently in the concussion protocol. But Latavius Murray is the guy that you want over Yeah, I just think, day. right, I, I just, at some point Joe Mixon's going to come back, and that's his backfield. No one's coming back for Denver. Yep, and even, even this week, regardless of that, you don't want Samaje against the Tennessee defense when you can get Latavius against the Carolina defense. Correct. Let's quickly talk about Kyron Williams, yeah. uh, who is in a mess of a team and goes up against the Kansas City Chiefs. So probably not going to be the greatest run script in a game that the Los Angeles Rams are 14 and a half point underdogs to Kansas City, but he might be the guy that you want in that backfield for yeah, the rest I mean, of the way. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going on with the quarterback situation there. It, it's a mess in Los Angeles, and how they play the Kansas City Chiefs. They're on the road in Kansas City. But I think this is interesting. As you see it there on your screen, Kieran Williams played 35 snaps compared to 25 for Cam Akers and just four for Daryl Henderson. Uh... He got seven rushing attempts. Cam Akers did get 14. But the fact of the matter is, is he was the only running back to get a reception. Uh, and, and I know just from talking with sources, they like Kieran Williams and they want to see what they have in him. Like, the feels like the ship has sailed on Cam Akers. They tried to trade him at the deadline, couldn't find a taker. We'll see what happens. But feels like in the offseason, there's probably a lot of changes coming to the Rams offense. And one of them will be Cam Akers on a new team. Sort of feels that way. Yeah. Right? And so I know... In a lost season for Los Angeles, they want to see what they have in Kieran Williams. Again, it's a bad offensive line. You're still going to have Anderson and Akers uh, around. But if you're, like, sitting here going, like, hey, I just – I'm looking for a live body here. You yeah. know what I mean? I just – I need a pulse at running back in a deeper league. Kieran Williams would be a guy that I think is sort of interesting, uh, especially, by the way, and he's a decent pass catcher. And you think about their com- upcoming schedule, Chiefs, uh, Seattle, Raiders, uh, Packers – so, you know, first off, not a ton of great run defenses there. No. And also games in which, like, a, a, you know, like Kansas City, they're going to be down and throwing. And at least as of yet last week, he's the, quote, passing down back. Yes, for whatever that means. Whatever that means. Let's so quickly touch a, on some insurance backs. Yeah, this is by. important. As we head into the fantasy playoffs, I just think it's important to know, like, if you have really good running backs, if you're like, you know what, I got Damian Pierce and Derrick Henry, I'm good. I feel really good every single week then all it is is what you want is high upside running backs, and that's what the guys on your screen right here, Isaiah Spiller backing up Eckler, Keontae Ingram backing up uh, James Conner, obviously Madison is the poster boy for this, you know, obviously behind Dalvin Cook. James Cook, we saw a lot of production out of James Cook there in Buffalo. Feels like they like him a lot. And then, of course, Deion Jackson, who's been productive when Jonathan Taylor is out. And so these guys, I think, are all priority ads if you have the starter ahead of them, or if you're just looking for high upside flyers. If you don't need anyone this week, you're like, I need somebody this week, Latavius Murray, you know, potentially some IJP ride, but you're just like, I'm good. My running backs are good. So this is just about like, can I get some high upside? Those are the guys that I would grab over the Latavius Murrays of the world. Yep. Okay. We're going to go to break when we come back. Yeah. Way by the way, wide, Samaj wide P. Ryan would be on that list. Like again, like if you'd had Samaj P. Ryan last week, you wouldn't have to go to the waiver wire and hope you get him if you have Mixon which is why it's important to get the guys we just mentioned, the Ingrams, the, the Cooks, the sure. Madisons of the world. We've hit the over on Samaj P. Ryan, the, the prop on BetMGM. We've gone way over. That's uh, a How many cash. times are going to mention him? All right. When this we come is back. This pro Samaj P. Ryan podcast. Yeah. Wide receivers, headlined by Traylon Burks. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Juwan Johnson sees a lot of uh, a lot of garbage time targets, but uh, I, I believe he's sixth in tight end routes over the past four weeks, over the past month. Okay, it's not a fluke. He's out there running a lot of routes. That's what we're looking for with a streaming tight end. Oh, just traded Taylor for Cup. Really, straight up, somebody trade you Cooper, traded you Cooper Cup for Taylor. Man, you. That's tough luck. I think we all, we all want, I'm going to give you a hug if that's okay. That's tough. All right. That's Denny Carter. Yeah, that's Denny Carter, (laughs) the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Go ahead and read the promo there. If you you would like a virtual hug from a man in a a suit jacket, Denny Carter's your guy. Yes. Feels like he's about to teach uh, English literature class or something. Or tell you about picking up Jawan Johnson. uh, But head to our YouTube channel, uh, the NFL on NBC YouTube channel, and Denny Carter will give you... Uh, he'll be, live advice. Yes, he is. Uh, he'll <laughs> be live at. He'll be live at one o'clock. He will. He will talk to you. He also feels it's a little bit like um, you see the commercials about the you know not being your parent. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. He's a sure. little little Doctor Rick there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got a little Doctor Rick. That's not a bad call. Yeah. Now uh, we talked about Stephen D'Augustino previously uh, and his decision to not pick up Colt McCoy despite That's having right. Kyler Murray as starter. This is actually footage of Stephen walking into today's show. Right. Uh, and Stephen, before you get upset, I'd just like to tell you, all you've got to do is look at the man in the mirror, because that's the only man you've got to blame. It's very picking true. Up Colt McCoy. Did you end up winning? <laughs> I did. There yes, you go. Because nice I job. picked up Colt McCoy. There you go. And I had Christian McCaffrey. That also that helps. Those too. two things help. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into waiver wide, wide receivers. By the way, remember I keep my guillotine team from yesterday? I was just about, I was called yeah. wide, wide. Yeah, Also, upset. I forgot to, I forget, I, I was out of the whole rant. I forgot to mention. I also had Cooper Cup on that team, who I'd lost the week before. Oh, right. Yeah, he's good. So no Cooper Cup. Your I mean, like Cooper th- Cup. that's like shrinking in size by the day. All right, bitter. Let's bitter start with, let's start with Traylon Burks. Yes, I've heard of him. He looked a little bit like Cooper Cup uh, on Thursday night Dude. against Green Bay, where he went off, roasted Jair Alexander, 
and now he gets a pretty banged up Cincinnati secondary. Since he's come back, he's had a 22% target share. Like, the, you know, we knew somebody would emerge from Tennessee. We hoped it would Traylon Burks. First-round draft pick, had a tough offseason. Then he gets hurt, and you're just not sure. But having Ryan Tannehill back under center, who's willing to pass, unlike my Malik Willis, and the fact that, you know, Burks is – there's a reason why he was a first-round pick. I mean, like, this is a, this is a talented guy. Um, and, and so now Traylon Burks uh, – in the number one role for Tennessee. You like the matchup here with the Bengals. As Cincinnati's allowed at least one touchdown to a wide receiver in five straight games. They're giving up over 17 yards per reception to wide receivers over the last three games as well. And so Burks, who was a top 12 wide receiver last week, should be uh, somebody who's a priority on the waiver wire. He's available in 80% of Yahoo leagues. We've talked about him a few times as, hey, this is a guy we like. This is a guy you should grab and stash. No one listens to us, so he's still out there in 80% of leagues. Yep. They are loading the box against Tennessee like I've not seen before. And when it was Malik right. Willis, like, oh, we're just going to run Derrick Henry over and over again. The past two weeks, though, much more of a passing game in Tennessee. Traylon Burks is the main beneficiary. And just remember, we've seen it with A.J. Brown. We've seen this offense. We've seen Ryan Tannehill support an elite fantasy wide receiver. Sure. Ryan Tannehill's good. Let's talk uh, Darius Slayton who sure. plays at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Wondell Robinson, unfortunately, is out for the season with a torn ACL. Terrible news there. But we, we loved Wondell Robinson all yeah. season long, and he finally, last week, finally comes into his own. And you're like, yes, that's the Wondell we've been talking about. And then just a brutal injury. Get better soon, Wondell. We're all rooting for you as well. Um, but it is worth noting that Darius Slayton, over the last four weeks, also a 22% target share. You're sitting here seeing uh, on your screen what he's done over the last six weeks. Been Pretty productive, other than that week six game against the Ravens. Okay, whatever. A lot of people struggle against the Ravens. But over the last four weeks, he's averaging 14.6 fantasy points per game. And now uh, he's got some, he's got, you know, a schedule that I think the Giants are going to have to throw. I mean, they they played Dallas this week, uh, Washington, Philadelphia, then at Washington again. Uh, Darius Slayton, who's a big play waiting to happen and has had a connection with Daniel Jones before in his past. Yep. So we like the Darius Slayton. Talented yeah. young guy. I'm pretty worried about Saquon Barkley the rest of the way, at least relative to perception because of all those defenses that he's playing. Dallas, two games against the Commanders, who Damian Pierce could do nothing against. There's a Colts game there. Uh, and then Philadelphia. Now they've got Lynn Baltzorosov and Dominican right, Sue. Dominic. That's much tougher. Are you too. recommending sell high on Saquon Barkley, Well, Patrick? it's kind of hard to sell high on him after he had, what, 15 carries for he's 22 still, yards? He's still Saquon Barkley, though. I sure. still think you could get a top-10 player for Saquon Barkley. Running back is so awful, and he's been so good for much of the year. Yep. I think that's interesting. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell him just to sell him, but I agree with you. Like, his peak is probably at its peak. Yes, he's peaked. I think it's mostly down from here. I think that, yeah. He's, I, still, he's, still, he's still a top 10 running back, but is he a top three guy? Probably not. He's probably more in the sure. if, seven to nine range. I think there's a good chance that guys like Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, on a per-game basis might outproduce him the rest of the way. It's definitely very much Eckler, CMC, you know, I mean... On and on. Henry, I, look, yep. I still he's involved enough in the passing game. He's such a focal point. The you know, Detroit game notwithstanding. My expectation here is he's still he's going to be fine. Yes. Again, I'm not trying to actively shop him, but if somebody were willing to, you know, give me a pretty good, a pretty good uh, haul for him, I would certainly consider it. Giving the upcoming yep. schedule. Speaking of pretty good, Donovan Peoples Jones, yeah. who uh, just continues to cook. Uh, he's kind of been the seminal waiver sure. wire pickup 
guy for this show where he's just in this every, like, week every we single mentioned. week and he should just be rostered everywhere and you can start him as a basically a mid-tier flex at this point. He's a viable wide receiver three. He's had at least 11 fantasy points in each of the last seven games except for one. That consistency. You see, it, you see it there on your screen. He's averaging 72 yards per game over the last seven, which is 11th best among wide receivers. He's actually a top 30 wide receiver fantasy points per game since week four, as you see it there on your screen, starting with that Falcons game where he went five for 71 at Atlanta in week four. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has a connection with Jacoby Brissett, and oh, by the way, this is the last week of Jacoby Brissett. We'll talk about Watson in a little bit, yeah. but he's a week away from getting Deshaun Watson at his quarterback, which we'll see if that's actually an upgrade or not. Watson hasn't played in a while, but we do know that Watson does like to throw deep, and so Peoples-Jones has some speed, and you know, they they like to set up play action, yep. and he's been a nice compliment to Amari Cooper. He's available in 55% of, uh, of I was going to say ESPN leagues. Probably is, but whatever, I'm used to it. Yahoo leagues. Yes. I only said that for 15 years. So yes. Is what it is. Also, that Cleveland defense, I don't really understand it, but it's terrible, and uh, they're going to be in a lot more shootouts, so they're going to be throwing a lot the rest of the way. Let's talk Paris Campbell, the sure. rejuvenated Renaissance man. Yeah, Paris one Campbell. night in Paris. Yeah, he's, uh, again, just continues to produce. Five for 67 against Philadelphia. Not his best game, but still producing viable Fantasy outputs, uh, 60% available. Yeah, and as long as Matt Ryan is the quarterback of the Colts, Paris Campbell's going to be viable. Like, he likes throwing to the slot, which, by the way, that's an area where Pittsburgh is really vulnerable. They allow the second most yards per game to the slot. Paris Campbell, in all four games that he's played with Matt Ryan, the last four, I should say, the last four, the last four games he's played with Matt Ryan, He's averaging 18.5 fantasy points per game, almost a 25% target share. You see him there on your screen, the last four games with Matt Ryan. He's been, uh, they have a connection there. If they go back to Sam Ellinger, we're, we're screwed here. But as long as Matt Ryan is the guy, <laughs> Paris screwed. Campbell is, is, is very viable. Yep, no, I agree with that. And I wouldn't be worried too much about just having the six targets because Indy was leading that game the entire way until they weren't. So they were able to run Jonathan Taylor right. 22 times. Okay, so these four guys, these are the four big-name wide receiver pickups. Burks, Slayton, DPJ, Paris Campbell. Who do you most want the rest of the season? How about Demarcus Robinson, who in Week 11 played 79% of the snaps, 28% target share. In two of the last three, he's had at least uh, eight targets, at least 12 fantasy points. And so Demarcus Robinson, who's a talented uh, wide receiver, with Rashad Bateman out there looking for somebody to step up. And even though Devin DuVernay has gotten some of the touchdowns and some of the flashier plays, in terms of snaps played, in terms of routes run, it's actually Demarcus Robinson who's the guy uh, that you want there. So I think he's kind of interesting, especially given the fact they play the Jaguars this week. Uh, you see some other names there on your screen. Sky Moore, we don't know about the health of Juju Smith-Schuster or Kadarius Toney. Jamison Williams, we've talked about. We expect him back after the Lions bye. Of course, they play on Thanksgiving, then they'll have a bye. But Jamison Williams is kind of an interesting stash as he was designated to return from IR yesterday. And then finally, Nico Collins, with, uh, Nico Collins, I should say, with uh, 17 targets over the last two games. What are, it, I don't know what's going on in Houston, but it feels, you know, Brandon Cooks has fallen out of favor. There's, cho- there's, there's talk of maybe a quarterback switch there. Ooh, Davis Mills for Zach Wilson. Who says no? <laughs> that's very, that's a sad question. I think because of the pedigree. Who says no? Yeah, America says no. America oh, says no. That's the Milky fair. Way galaxy says no fair enough. to that one. So, fair enough. I think moms I probably, of Houston say yeah, that. Yeah, the moms of Houston, they, well, they might say yes. They might say yes. Emphatically yes, right. in fact. Exactly. The moms uh, of New Jersey say no. Yeah, exactly. All right, so 
Of all the names we've talked about in this segment, who do you most want the rest of the season? Uh, Is it Traylon Burks? Oh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I was of the. Yeah, for the rest of the season, the guy I want the most is Traylon Burks. He's got the most upside. He has the potential to be A.J. Brown down the stretch, yep. like a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. Like, he's got, he's got that skill set and that potential role. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we always talk about this in fantasy football. Success comes from two things and two things only, talent and opportunity. We know about Burks' talent, and now he's got the opportunities, fully healthy, and he is the guy in that passing game for the Tennessee Titans. Yep, I agree. Burks is the guy. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, wave wide, tight ends, and also we make Matthew Barry relive one of his worst moments, or the worst moment of his fantasy season. Really? Yeah, it's okay. going to be your guillotine yeah. league. A lot, of, a lot of ones to pick from. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Most of the show is about you guys, okay? Most of the show is me pouring out my heart, pouring out my brain for you, for you at home. This one's about me and me only. And so in a guillotine league, if you're the lowest scoring team in the league, you get you get chopped. Michael Pittman. Like it's a Josh Allen. It's a great team. Not anymore. No! Not anymore, Jay Crouch. You know why? Because everyone that I just mentioned didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. God forbid Josh Allen throw more than one touchdown pass. God forbid Saquon Barkley gets more than 30 yards against the Lions. The Lions, Saquon Barkley. Five minutes later. Quez Watkins? Why are we throwing it to Quez Watkins? It's good, Quez. A.J. Brown is there. You understand how hard it is to have seven legitimate offensive stars that score only one touchdown over the course of a day? Do you know how hard it is? Well, I did it. That feels good to get out. Yeah? You happy? No, I'm not happy. I didn't Matthew even Burry. mention the fact that again, <laughs> I didn't have Car- I didn't have Cooper Cup. Okay. My, I mean, like I should have had Cooper Cup, who's great in guillotine because he's got such a high floor. I mean, he's great in all forms of fantasy, but especially in guillotine. And I lost him the week before. And the way guillotine leagues work is that you have a, a you know a bunch of fab money, and that every week that you lose, uh, the team that finishes in last and gets chopped. All of your players go into uh, the free agent pool, sure. and so you can bid on them. So I'd spent all my money to get Cooper Cup, so it's yeah. not like I could have gone to the waiver wire prior to this week because I'd spent it all on Cooper Cup. But you know what? It didn't matter because my team was awesome, as you just heard. 
you know, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Josh Allen, yeah. you know, all these guys, sure. all these high floor guys, Saquon. All right. You got to have the system? No. <laughs> so bitter. I'm the bitter all right. berry. All right. All oh, your points are noted. <laughs> you Fine. Talk wide for wide. So Tight angry. Ends. I sent that. I sent that little video. We have a group chat of all the guys that I'm in the guillotine league, yeah. and they all like they all just laugh. They all yeah. a bunch so of laughing should. emojis. It's a great team. Now it's no it, more. It was yes. past tense. Very Present better. tense is Jawan Johnson. By the way, look at this camera angle. I mean, look. I, it looks like I have a peacock coming out of my head. Just you, look at you that. Kind of do. Kind of do. How can we keep it? It's like a little. It's a little bit of a crown. It's like a my angle. bald head up into a peacock. Kind of terrifying uh, like I've got when kind you of phrase a, it like that. Yeah. But yeah. My, right, yeah. exactly. It's been the like, next promo. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you, know what this is, you know what this is? This is a nominee for, you know, uh, the best uh, a peacocky. Yeah, yeah. This is a best peacocky nominee. Best yeah. cinematography. Exactly. Yeah. It's my maybe bald head right up into a peacock butt. Maybe that's the, the trophy. The most terrifying trophy in the history of trophies. Matthew yeah, Barry's a thousand head percent. With a peacock coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, meme this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. So Jawan Johnson, sure, who all yeah. just keeps he's uh, allergic to not, by the way. yeah, allergic nice to not scoring touchdowns. Jawan Johnson, he gets the peacocky for uh, surprise tight end who just keeps on producing. Tough matchup against San Francisco, who are very good full stop, but very good against tight ends as well, at least in terms of their efficiency. But uh, maybe the Saints will be throwing, and I think Jawan Johnson's a viable flex. Yeah, I mean, look, he's scored in four of the past five games. He's finished as a top ten tight end in four of the past five weeks. It appears that the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, yes. uh, has a connection with Jawan Johnson. Look, when, when you're getting down to the waiver wire with tight ends, you're just hoping for a guy that scores, and he has been scoring quite a bit. Uh, if Jawan Johnson's not there, how about Logan Thomas? Been Good a couple God. weeks. Is that Logan Thomas's music? That's, that is Logan Thomas' music. It's been a couple weeks since we've uh, talked about him. <laughs> yeah. Remember, they play the Falcons this like week, it. and Atlanta allows the third most receptions to opposing tight ends. 26% target share from Taylor Heineke last week for Logan Thomas. Finally fully healthy. Uh, he's available in 86% of leagues. You know I love me some Logan Thomas. You do. Happy hour mascot, Logan Thomas. It's Marlon McIntosh, and it's Logan Thomas. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, quarterbacks on the waiver wire that you can pick up. If any moms are watching, we're not going to be talking Zach Wilson, so you can skip ahead. Right. They know they they can pick him up. Yeah. There you go. Good one. Got a bone to pick with you. Oh, here we go. Come on. You know, mac and cheese is a staple of the holiday feast. It's, it's disgusting. It's probably terrible for your stomach. It's just cheese, noodles, and milk. Everybody else like, no, you got to have my mama. You got to have my I don't want it. But you went so hard at it. You didn't just say, hey, it's not for me. You said it was overrated. It is. That's such an awful take. Well, Matthew Judon, who has 13 sacks on the season, on pace to flirt with the sack record, just sacked mac and cheese in that segment with Michael Smith. You on board with that take? I am not. Look, I'm not a mac and cheese guy, but I will tell you. But I will very aggressive because I'll tell you something. Like I have, I have twin daughters that are 11, and you know what they are? Hungry a lot of the time. Sure. And you know what else they have? As a dad who can't cook, yeah. but you know what I can do is I can take a bowl of mac and cheese yeah. and throw some water in it, throw it into the microwave, yeah. and then shove it in their heads, and, and they and they like it. Yes, and, and so thank God for mac and cheese because that saved my bacon a lot of times. Yeah, because I can't cook, but I know how to pour water and turn on a microwave. Chef's kiss. There you go. Put me on the Food Network. I'm just saying, mac and cheese has saved my bacon more than once. Favorite Thanksgiving side? Quickly, what do you got? Uh, stuffing. Stuffing? Stuffing, okay. yeah. To me, it's roasted Brussels sprouts. I'm incredibly high on Brussels sprouts relative to um, ADP. ADP <laughs> yeah, yeah, relative to ADP. I couldn't be higher yeah. on Brussels sprouts. Nah. 
Well, but stuffing has to be crispy, by the way. It can't be soft. It has to be like crunchy. Crunchy stuffing. That's the smartest thing you've said all day. Let's see if we can get some other smart things out here. Wave wide quarterbacks. Let's start off with the immortal Marcus Mariota. Still biggest gap between real life and fantasy production for this guy. Keeps producing. Yeah, he does. Tough matchup with my commanders, obviously, but at least 17 fantasy points in five and seven. The rushing keeps his floor high. 40 rushing yards or a rushing touchdown in each of the last uh, and five of the last seven games where he scored at least 17 fantasy points. Again, last week, QB 14. Uh, you know, that's basically what he is. He's a mid tier guy there. So, some other uh, quarterbacks here because I know we're running short on time. We talked about Ryan Tannehill. He gets Cincinnati, right? Ryan Tannehill has had, in the two games since he's come back, 19 fantasy points as teams continue to stack the box against Derrick Henry. That opens up play action for Tannehill, who is accurate. And again, the emergence of uh, the emergence of Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper as well. Nice pass catching tight end. All of a sudden, the Titans passing offense starting to you know show some signs of life. I think they play in Cincinnati. They're going to have to throw to keep up with the Bengals. Yeah, I think the emergence of Traylon Burks as well because they didn't have NFL level receivers for a stretch there. But now you've got Traylon Burks, Robert Woods. These are NFL receivers. The emergence of my man, Russell Westbrook-Ikine as well. That helps right. too. So I think Tannehill is certainly viable against the banged-up secondary. What do you think of Jacoby Brissett? And also, what do you think of Deshaun Watson? Yeah, uh, what do I think about Deshaun <laughs> okay, Watson yeah, is a very loaded yeah, question. I will talk about what I think of Deshaun Watson purely, purely from sure. a fantasy football um, point of view. And from a purely fantasy football point of view... I think Deshaun Watson, if you are quarterback needy, is probably worth grabbing and stashing, right? He's expected to return in week 13 against Houston. So this is the last week of Jacoby Brissett. If you need somebody this week, that you know, they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. It's not a defense that really scares you so much. Last three games, he's averaged over 20 fantasy points per game. Jacoby Brissett, maybe his a last hurrah for him because he knows Watson is coming. And I do think Watson, if you're looking for somebody to stash down the stretch, he becomes kind of interesting. He's available in over 52% of Yahoo leagues. I'm, you know, it's a little nervous, right? Because yeah. Watson hasn't played in almost two years. But uh, of the guys out there, if you're desperate for a quarterback for the rest of the way, he's somebody that uh, is certainly interesting. And finally, Taylor Heineke. What a surprise! My guy, Taylor yeah. Heineke. The Look, over the last coda. All right, over the last three games, Taylor Heineke is averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. He's had two different games with over 20 points. I, again, look, he didn't have the great game against Houston because he didn't need to because they got the pick six. But against Atlanta, uh, he's had success against Atlanta in the past. So, yeah, Taylor Heineke, you know, he, he's a mid-tier uh, QB, too. I like it. And you're not afraid of that matchup against Atlanta. You and, certainly uh, are not. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a shootout. The suddenly relevant Washington Commanders, 6-5. Six and five. Six Plus and five. 150 to make the playoffs. Plus one. I'm taking that bet at Ben yeah. MGM, especially when I use the promo code Barry because I'm a company man. <laughs> All right, listen, Jay Croucher, we are back tomorrow. It's love-hate day tomorrow. It is closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay Croucher, I am Matthew Barry. Thank you to everyone for watching. Go to Denny Carter and look at his YouTube page. And peace out. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.